You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got everyone and welcome to another episode of your favorite cricket podcast two slips in the gully it's uh, just a duet tonight i'm joined by aaron how are you aaron i'm well thanks mate how you going i am pretty good no glenn tonight he's got some extracurricular activities some other hobbies i know how rude are other hobbies the, the height of the man. How 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 is cricket not his entire life? But this well, doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Clearly, he's got his priorities all wrong. Mm-hmm. All wrong. Well, I think we might be struggling for a podcast this week because um, I don't think anything's happened this week in cricket. Oh, Have you? Yeah. No. No. I was actually very impressed. I'm um, going through my um, various cricket feeds when I managed to get home from work this afternoon or this Just evening. completely dead air. It's almost like no cricket happened at all in the, the last week. The big bright spot was Henry Hunt's now made his first list 800. Oh, well, there we go. Yes, there we uh, go. That put a big smile on the face. As everybody who's a follower of the podcast will be aware we're big fans of Mr. Henry Hunt. So what we're saying is from last week when we were talking about Australia getting eliminated from the T20 World Cup to now, the only thing of note is a domestic one day hundred. That makes that makes sense. Yep. No, cool. no, it ready ma- to move it on. That makes sense to us. Ready to move on. Done. <laughs> no, of course, we're gonna talk about um, the World Cup final. As much as it pains us, England managed to win the World Cup on Australian soil and it just makes my blood just boil a little bit. Well, it's like I was saying to you that like just previously before we come on air, um, I don't want to sound sour grapeish. <laughs> 
God, I hate England. <laughs> it was just like, I don't care what happened. I just don't want England yeah. to win in Australia. But they oh, did, oh, and, they, yeah. they, and they they had a, a fantastic tournament. And they thoroughly deserved it. Well, clearly the best team over the period of the tournament. Um, Sam Curran, what a revelation. Absolutely. But, but, but was he a revelation? We're talking about T20 specialists, and he's about as specialist as they get. You know, can come in, gives you those brilliant overs at the start, comes back at the death, bowls brilliantly at the death. Great fielder and a, and a pretty devastating batsman. Absolutely, um, de- thoroughly deserved his player of the tournament. And yeah, I actually thought he was probably far and away well, I, the best player of the tournament. I called that um, very early on in the final. Ended up watching it with Glenn, and I was like, "Sam, if England win, Sam Curran will win player of the tournament." Yeah. Uh, what else have we got to talk about tonight? So obviously, we'll touch more on the the wrap up of the World Cup. Uh, we're going to talk about an exciting uh, development, especially for me because I've been harping on about this for about hundred and twenty odd episodes. The Major League Cricket, I know, how is, good is coming to uh, it's coming to fruition next year. It'll be starting. So I'll have a bit of a chat about what's going on with Major League Cricket. And, and we must admit they've been a little bit ill-informed. We, it's only sort of broken over the last uh, 12 hours or so, really. When the, and, the dates are. And they've announced yeah. the uh, what six teams will be taking place. So yeah, that's and very exciting. Where they're located. And, yeah. Well, this thing is actually going to happen, people. This is, this is a very, very exciting development. Admittedly, it's T20, okay, um, but to actually involve the most successful sporting nation in the world in our game. In terms of in terms of market, in as terms always of, say. Oh, yeah, in terms of market or sure. Foreign goes, America is what? And as yeah. we're talking about the sporting yeah, market. The sporting and market. As people. much as you like to argue yeah. that there is not a market in the world that rivals the United no, States for the <laughs> NBA, the NFL, um, the hockey. Um, well, when you think about it, um, NFL is played only in the United States. Yeah. And it is one of the most lucrative sports on the planet. Major League Baseball, people. Major League Baseball, it has a, a much, it has a, a, a much bigger global following than NFL. But it's you wouldn't still say it's not a global game. No, and it is just riddled with money. There is so much money yeah. in um, when when you can pay one player. $300 million over five years. That's $60 million a year for one player. The market there is extraordinary. And if we were able to take 2% of that, the way that Major League Soccer has come in and grabbed their little 2%. Major League Soccer is one of the most lucrative soccer competitions in the world. Yeah, it's it's getting up there. They're, they're, talk of the town is they're about to um, potentially sign Lionel Messi. Well, which if, would be if humongous. You to, if you were to sign Lionel Messi, I mean, that is just like, you know, you're signing God. I mean, he had a difficult season last year, but I can tell you now because I follow European soccer pretty heavily. That's You're an NBA person. I'm more of a, yeah. a, a European soccer person. Um, he is having a season to behold, and he his form at the moment is putting Argentina right in the frame to win a World Cup. So the Ooh, fact that they that's can, coming up soon too. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they can go and be prepared to spend that sort of money in in America to entice a guy like yeah. him because he will not come cheap. Yeah, um, it shows the market that it's in there. The market that is there, and the cricket can he- take two percent, three percent of that. We will do very, yeah. very well. If it gets anywhere near Major League Soccer popularity, it will be, it will be, it will rival India. They'd be the, the next biggest market. It'll, it'll top Australia. It'll top England. Yeah, absolutely, it'll, it'll rival India. The only thing that'll come and close. Particularly, you get the you get corporate America on board. Oh yeah. Oh, look out! 
you get corporate America on board with the with the global spend that they have of their product and to link your your sport with them, like linking it up with Apple, yeah, or you know Microsoft, Microsoft, or any, of any of those ones. Um, particularly, you know, it could be a good fit. That's another segue, but we won't go down there. Um, very exciting. Very exciting. And we'll wrap up the episode with uh, it's getting towards Big Bash season now. We've got uh, the T20 World Cup out of the way. It is now, you know, most of the way through November. And Big Bash cricket starts in early December. And what comes along with Big Bash, if you've been following the podcast for a while, is Big Bash Super Coach. And uh, we here at uh, Two Slips in the Gully do like to dabble in uh, Super Coach. Um, Scott and I managed to uh, twist Glenn's arm uh, a while ago, a couple of seasons ago, and Glenn has now. He, the bug has bitten him, and he's a super coach junkie. And uh, I have now managed to drag uh, Aaron kicking and screaming into the comp. So we'll have a reveal of where our teams stand at the moment before we've got too many warm-up games to sort of to talk about. And um, So please, people, any suggestions that you have to, sorry, to help me um, would be greatly appreciated because I'm getting bombarded with information from all, from all sorts and... Um, I am a super coach virgin. Yes, this is the nice one. I've always stayed away from tipping competitions or, or the like because I'm very emotional with my sports and I tend I'm a West Tigers fan, so that would give you an idea of where I would finish in most tipping competitions <laughs> in the NRL. So um yeah, I'm however, because I have been we here at Two Slips of the Gully, we like to do our homework. And you're quickly realising there's a lot of analysis and things. And like even just things like we were talking about today, we won't go into it now, but um, I just found that fascinating, you know, like the the machinations of all of this and like how you manipulate situations to suit yourself. And I mean, it's a bit like life, isn't it? Oh, it's it's riveting and absorbing and it's horrible when it goes wrong (laughs) and it's amazing when it goes right. You feel like the smartest man alive. Uh But we'll get all of that. There's, uh, as we, we made the joke before, but there is actually plenty of cricket to talk about, so we will get stuck into it right after this. He's got him! Knocked him over! The pressure was too much! much as it pains us, we'll start with the World Cup final. And it was uh, taken part after uh, thrilling semi-finals between uh, Pakistan and England. So England ran riot over India, chasing down you know, 170 10 wickets in hand absolutely mauled them. Well, doesn't that just go to show the destructive capability of that England top order? I mean, one if one of them goes, they get a good score. Two of them go, you're just not going to stop yeah. them. And I think uh, uh, I won't delve into it because I want to. There's so much else to talk about. But um, I, I think a, a valid point was made by Michael Vaughan after that semi-final, saying that uh, India has probably got to be one of the most underperforming white ball teams going around at the moment. And by that, he means they've won the 2011 50-over World Cup at home, and that's the only ICC trophy they've got, despite the fact that in bilateral play between nations, India are usually incredibly dominant um, in both one-day and T20 cricket, and they always just seem to fall short of the mark in, in fairly significant fashion. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm in, in these tournaments, it's not like they get they get beaten in a classic. They like the the T Twenty World Cup we just had in twenty twenty one. They were well below par. It just always seemed to be like, yep, yeah, we India are the team to beat. We just won't go into a tournament. Who's going to win? Probably India. Um, and they just yeah, they're always falling short. So I, I know we copped a lot of uh, a kickback, especially with the large Indian uh, contingent on social media. But I 
when thinking about it, I don't think that's necessarily an unfair they're obviously quality. No one's saying that India are rubbish, but when it comes to these these big ICC tournaments, the something's not clicking. They've they've now gone more than a decade without uh, winning, winning another tournament. Winning another tournament. I was a bit shocked when I seen that, but when you actually delve back into the memory banks, it's true. They go out. There's been they've gone out in the group stage a couple of times. They go out in the semi-finals. Um, and it's not so much. Oh, they make the semi-finals is absolute. There's no shame in going out the semi-finals, but it's the way they go out. Like when you put 170 on the board, that's a defendable total, and to be beaten by 10 wickets, that, particularly with their, with their T20 bowling attack, which you would consider to be like pretty elite. I mean, and had been pretty elite. The only game where they really been outplayed in the group stage was by South Africa, and that had nothing to do with their bowling attack. Mm. Um, but yeah, but I, even I, the, I the 2019 World Cup. Uh, I'm pretty sure New Zealand, yeah, New, New Zealand bowled first, didn't they? And they yeah. knocked them over for a very, very small target. Yeah. In I think they were four for nothing or four yeah. for not two for not many. Yeah. Trent Bolt ran right and ended up, you know, really you'd say choking in that semi final. Yeah. There's been quite a few. Are we, are we allowed to apply the chokers tag to Windy because their record? Like I said, I was shocked when I seen the statistics on it. And thinking back, yes, they have been beaten. But the interesting thing is they're always there or thereabouts, but just can't seem to get the job done. Mm. And you look at you look at their T Twenty team now. That is a quality outfit. You've got to think to yourself: only England would match that in player for player quality. Yeah. But, I mean, you've got SKY, you've got yeah, Rohit Sharma, you've got Virat Kohli. That guy. They've got um, some really good bowlers. Yeah, they're, like they're for for good reason. They're one of the best teams in the world, and they just yeah. Now for ten years, they've just they've come up short. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked about Australia really struggling at the T Twenty format um, uh, for a long time. We only made one World Cup final. That was in what two thousand and ten. Yeah. Um, and you know we. We consider ourselves one of the best cricketing nations in the world. We've never got the job done. I think now that the the questions need to be turned back on India, going all right. Well, you, you're quite clearly a dominant force when it's not in a tournament stage of this. Mm-hmm. You know what what's going wrong behind the scenes to for for this to happen? Why are we we shying away at the big moments and not quite getting the job done? And interestingly enough, with the sort of power struggles that go on within Indian cricket, I've got no doubt there's going to be plenty of fingers pointed about about this failure probably in particular, this one would have really, really hurt them. Because um, you've got to, to imagine... Go out, like I said, to go out that way, you have to give credit to the batsmen too. They played oh, out of absolutely. it. But you, you dropped Dross Butler twice. Yeah, really? So it's going to be a big World Cup, or both two big World Cups, because you have to imagine this is probably the last two World Cups that quite a few of their players play. So uh, Ashwin probably won't play. Nah. He'll, you'd imagine make it to... He'll make it, to, obviously, to the 2023 World Cup next year. And probably to the 2024 World Cup, and that's probably as much as he's going to get done. Yeah. Sharma and Kohli are both getting on. This yeah. is potentially the last time you see um, them in Indian colours for a World Cup would be mm-hmm. um, the 2024 T20 World Cup. Well, so, don't you sort of get the feeling of that 2023 World Cup coming up in India. It's huge. It's for, huge. For, that's it's huge, huge for them, um, and it would be you know particularly if they were able to go out as winners. Um, they, I could imagine, quite a few of that team will, will call it quits. Um, I think they were really hurt by the fact that they didn't have Boomerang. Oh, yeah, Boomerang, especially on the he, pitches that yeah, we had for this, for with this the summer. Wicket, with the wickets that we were would turning have been up. Devastating. Yeah, he would, he would have run a mark. Mm. 
Um, so that hurt them. But by, having said that, the guy who they brought in at Archdeep was one of the players of the tournament. Oh, and, and I don't think their bowling necessarily was the issue for most of the tournament. No. A large, like just their batting didn't fire. Yeah, it didn't fire the consistently. There was, you know, some, like Rahul would have an innings here or there. Coley was probably, the, or, and, and SK Waller were probably the only two that consistently no. went. But no. every game, I thought that, the other team was in with a chance. I mean, the yeah. Netherlands, Zimbabwe, a few of them picked up sort of early wickets and yeah. made it look like they were in for a contest. And then it was just, you know, one or two that would stand up and drag yeah. India to a to a pretty good score. Even in, in that game there, they were in trouble fairly early before um, Hardik Panja managed to get them something defendable. And then... I actually... I've always kind of rated Hardik Panja. I know he's had his critics over the years, but... When he, when he's on with bat and ball, oh, he he's one of the finest T20 all rounders going around, and a, a free sixty player who just changes the game for you. And that innings that he played in the semi final was quite was quite superb, really, <laughs> under the circumstances. Uh, then the other semi final, we had uh, Pakistan and New Zealand, and, uh, and yeah. Pakistan got the job done. Uh, well, and the Kiwis just didn't really turn up, did they? I didn't think. They, no. yeah. Now it was just one of those ones that just I'm not sure what it was. I overawed by the big occasion, or Pakistan were, were too good, ready to go for it. But um, yeah, they were they they marched through to the final, and then everyone in Australia became Pakistan fans for yeah. a few days. It yes, was, it was great. Or, I, I remember my my Pakistan heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah always, always, <laughs> always, always had a soft spot for the Pakis, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's right. Anybody, it's just like manly. You know what I mean. Who who's your favourite team? Yeah, it's my favourite team is Australia, and whoever's playing England. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah. And it was it was a good final. Um, it to and fro. You would have thought at half time that Pakistan hadn't done enough. No, I um, didn't think. To me, even when the conditions up was a one sixty wicket, um, and they had. And they got lost wickets at the wrong time. Yeah, there was a few there. It was um, Shah Massoud. Yeah. He was going all right. And then there was um, Shadab Khan. Yeah, was Shadab Khan on. looked like he was going to like get him to 150, 160. And then he got out at the wrong time as well. And, yeah, they just they didn't quite come to the party, did they? And, um, yeah, so but even still, they, they certainly made a fight of it. They, you would have said that... Um, Almost, sort of by when it was getting towards the, the crunch overs, Pakistan had managed to probably claw, almost claw ahead in the momentum. They are almost up to a 20-run versus yeah. ball differential. Yeah. Um, they got a few wickets. You were down to, to Ali and Stokes. Um, yeah. the, problem, the problem is, come up the hour, come up the man, hey. And like, no oh, matter and how, a, and a no matter how we want to bag England, they do have an absolute talisman in oh, Ben it's Stokes. Ben Stokes. I think another big thing as well, we'll touch on Ben, ben Stokes in a second, but I think that Shaheen Shahafridi going down injured oh, yeah, absolutely yeah. derailed them. They had to go and give um, Iftikhar Ahmed that over, and yeah. that over went, for 16, 16 or yeah, something. Six, seven, eight. And, and really allowed, because Stokes was struggling. He was like 28 off yeah. 30-odd balls or so, yeah. 40-odd balls. And wasn't, was, hitting, wasn't hitting it in the middle, really, but never never really gave an opportunity. just wasn't timing it. Yeah, well, playing, felt, playing and missing a lot, being yeah. beaten for pace and bounce a lot. Yeah. He was not looking comfortable until that over, and he's found the middle, yeah. started feeling good, started running twos, yeah. um, and then and then did the damage to get him home. So I think that if, if, if Shaheen hadn't hurt himself taking that catch, it could have been an entirely different game. 
And I almost think that Pakistan get over the line if um, they get two extra overs out of Shaheen so they didn't have to go to Iftikhar. But, um, yeah, but, well, it's certainly, you know, one of the best T20 exponents going around to lose 12 of his balls. Yeah, now, that costs you. That's gonna cost, and, I mean, what happens if he comes back and knocks Stokes over? Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, and then, all, then all of a sudden, you know, what's Ali batting at seven? I've got, got a credit to him, though. He... he he could tell he was not right, and yeah. he pushed on to try and, and do it for his team. And he bought, he bought one of the most laboured deliveries I've ever seen. <laughs> like you could just—it was, yeah. you know, you see him run in, and they yeah. do that, and it, it, you know, it doesn't look like it hurt, and they just go nah. But this looked like every stride in, and it, there was almost there was no leap, there was no like big front foot. Land. It was yeah. the most ginger thing ever, and you just went nah. Yeah, he, he's heading off. He's gone. Yeah, um, apparently, he's got to go and have knee surgery. Yeah, massive. That's massive, huge massive. For, you know, he, 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 we're going to name it probably the, the top 10 bowlers in all formats around the world. He's oh, certainly he's, he's well, top, he's well he's in the conversation. He's top five, yeah. easily. Easily, If you're talking all three formats in the world, he's a top five bowler. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, I actually was um, really fascinated by the Pakistani pace attack. You know, where they pull these guys from. And it's just like Harris Ralph. Who had ever heard of Harris Ralph? He's one of the scariest bowlers going around. He, now. he was a nobody until this, uh, the Melbourne Stars picked him up. Yeah. I think playing second or third grade in Melbourne, if my, yeah. my, my history is correct. And they brought him up. And then he absolutely killed it for half a season with the Stars and yeah. then got picked for Pakistan. Yeah, like, and hasn't been back since, has he? Uh, he's made, played a handful of games, uh, never he, a full season. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, and like and, even, and even the same Shah and he, guys like he that. He bowled one of the best spells I've ever seen not take a wicket. Yeah. It was phenomenal what he did. Um, but, yeah, like I said, they're... Um, their, their talisman, their safety net, their, their clutch man, um, Ben Stokes... Yeah, what a time to score your first ever T20 International 50. Yeah, um, and you're just starting to get you're starting to get the feeling about this guy. If we haven't had it for a while, that he just he thrives on this sort of stuff. Absolutely, he absolutely um, thrives on it. He he's clutch, definitely clutch. I yeah. saw something um, uh, on the internet which made me just my blood boil just a little bit. Where they're talking about how this is before the World Cup final, mind you. So this was in the lead up to the final. Ben Stokes was the most clutch player of all time, the greatest clutch player of all time. And I'm no. like, come on, guys! Like, really? Yeah, we remember in 2016. He <laughs> was wasn't very clutch then. Um, uh, so, look, ben, look, he's had he's had his successes in big moments. Oh, there's absolutely sure that, no that, doubt that, that he's he would t- he would tell you himself that he's had failures too. Oh, all the best do. There's yeah, no one that's no perfect. Perfect, but so. uh, just so much recency bias and just no respect for the past. If we're going to go and be anointing him the most clutch player of all time, like. To be fair, I don't even think that heading innings was the most clutch innings of that year, let alone no. of all time. <laughs> no. We're all forgetting about was it Kusul Pereira yeah. at, um, at for Sri Lanka in South Africa against yeah. South Africa, same conditions, yeah. scored 150 in, in the most foreign conditions a South African can, as a Sri Lankan can get with yeah. the number nine yeah. and beat South Africa at home. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I know there's the, the the moment of the ashes and all that sort of yeah. stuff, but like. 
And as much as I like Australia, is that it's much harder. But it's not South Africa at home in their home conditions when you're like Australia play every other year in England. Yeah. Um, ben Stokes plays in England all the time. So yeah. when you're in completely foreign conditions against a red hot South African attack yeah. in their home and conditions, you, and, you're and you're pretty going, unheralded as well. I mean, you have your reputation's more as a white ball player mm. as a, than a Test player, and that was like one of the most brilliant innings. If you actually, oh. if you get a chance. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Pull up the highlights and for, for he mine, massacred a, them. For mine, that's a top ten innings of all time. Yeah. Like, and and you know, you probably certainly make the arguments it's probably top five. Yeah. Um and yeah, so there's no doubt that Ben Stokes is clutch. Yeah. We're certainly not implying that. But one of the things that annoys me about everything on modern social media or modern sports chat, and it's not yeah. just, you know, civilians, it's you know, paid professionals that talk about it, is that there's no great people at their sport or good or great everyone's either if they they have to be the greatest of all time yeah. or they're crap there just doesn't seem to be we can't just say how great is ben stokes yeah. he's he's one of the best clutch players ever we've got to go out and make this absurd leap he's, he's, he's the greatest the, of all yes, time and he's it's the greatest and it's just not true it's like where does that rate in players oh, like oh, Lara that never got to play? What about Shane Warne? Yeah. Don't talk to me about Clutch. How Clutch was he? Cl- you know, Shane Warne, Sir Garfield Sobers. We're talking <laughs> about that 200-odd at the yeah. MCG that he scored. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian Lara doing it in test matches. Yeah. Viv Richards. Viv Richards. You know, uh, and Keppel goes, Dev. Yeah, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, actually, I was saying things. Bevan, Doney, yeah. Yeah. Ponting. How, you know, like, where where do you draw a line? And I, I'm with you. The immediacy of everybody's, oh, he must be the greatest of all time. Nonsense. Just let him be great. Yeah. Like, we just let him be great. You're, when, in fact, no doubt when he retires, he will stand in the pantheon yeah. of great all-rounders. There's no uh, the, doubt about the, that. The fact that we're putting that label on him now after the things that he's done, it, in fact, it 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 detracts from what Ben Stokes has done. Exactly. Because, because there's so much empirical evidence that he is not, in fact, the most clutch player of all time. Uh. So then people start talking down about him. So, in fact, by calling him the greatest of all time, oh, when no, there's, no, he's not. When well, there's well, lack well. of respect, people's uh. opinion can come down because they're now starting to bring out all the negatives. What about 2016? Oh, he wasn't do this, he didn't do... Yeah, and he but, had a crap Ashes series out here and he was blah, blah, this, yeah, and he blah, blah, blah. Which is not... Yeah, just, that's unfair. Just talk about the positives. He had an amazing innings at heading. He had an amazing World Cup final, or two World Cup finals now. Talk about him as being one of the clutch players that you, you go to, one of the guys that you would have playing for your life. Absolutely. But <laughs> there's just – wait till his career is done and see the full body of his work before we're going and putting some of those the big greatest, labels on him. The, the greatest tag only in cricket probably only belongs to one person, the greatest batsman of all time, and that was Sir Donald Bradsman. Yeah. And that then that's where we finish that's where the conversation ends, folks. Yeah. Um so moving on from that, uh <laughs> like you're talking about Sam Curran. How ridiculous is this? I don't understand how this works. So they name Sam Curran the player of the tournament, which he absolutely was. He was the only person that took more wickets than him for the World Cup was someone uh, was uh, Hasaranga, I think, who played yeah. in the um, in the preliminaries. Yeah. So he took one extra wicket and played three, three extra, extra games. games. Um, Sam Curran was named player of the tournament, rightly so. Amazing, just did what he needed. Had it a stupidly low um, economy rate. If only Australia had someone that who's 
a whole position was to run in and bowl hard to hit balls and hit Yorkers and bowl. Oh, wait, we do. We just didn't pick him. Um, <laughs> oh, that was very cynical. But, but Sam Curran didn't make the team of the tournament. These team of the tournament things are so subjective and speculative, what, I what think. What rubbish is that? Yeah, How do you I mean, get named you really player surprised? of the tournament? I'm, I, I kind of am, actually. <laughs> How do you get named player of the tournament and not make the team of the tournament? I, but it's, I just, just, it's just it, like... It's the consistency of inconsistency, mate. That's This is the world that we live in now. It's just like the ICC is one of those, like... Um, Clapping monkeys, are sm- yeah. the, the, and they're just hitting its own head. Ding, yeah, ding, ding. Yeah. Like. It was symbols. Oh, crack, 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 just... crack. <laughs> How? Our, How? Opi- our opinion of the ICC is well documented if you'd like to go back into the archives, mate. It is, but it's not even like statistically, oh, yeah, look, he was he had big moments, but statistically there are others better, and he was from the winning team, so he had to give it something from the win- hey, He's the second leading wicket-taker with the best economy rate. How is this guy not in the team? <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it's extraordinary. Um, I, like I said, I, nothing that comes out from the ICC really surprises me anymore. It disappoints me. It flabbergasts me, but it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it really doesn't. I'm sorry. It doesn't. They're a bunch of incompetent, incompetent. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, thank beep. you. I was, I was waiting for the seven-second delay. So, yeah, um, I just think that, that probably sums up yeah. the ICC in a nutshell. Really? <laughs> and so I suppose through gritted teeth here at Two Slips in the Gully, we do offer England a profound congratulations for getting through and winning this tournament. Um, it's their third trophy uh, that they've managed to get. So they and established themselves for the last several years as being one of the dominant powers in um, in world cricket. And this time it didn't come with a bit of an asterisk. So there's no. no conjecture about it, you know, no. rightly or wrongly, that you, however you see the 2019 50-over World Cup, this one is clear-cut. England were very, very good. They were well led by Joss Butler. Everyone did the jobs they needed to do, and uh, they came out here and just and did their role. And I really loved. I think it was Harry Brook, might have been one of the English batsmen came out there interviewing, and they said, "Look, you know, we came out here and we knew that we had the team to win. Like there was no false modesty about no. you know doing their best and seeing what they got to. They they had an expectation that they were." A very good team. They knew how good they were individually, how good they could be if they contributed. And he made no apologies. We knew we were really good. We came out here with a mission to win the World Cup, and that's what we did. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love it. I love a bit of bit of brash arrogance sometimes when it's when it's entitled. And that was one of the ones you'd say was they were a very good team. They were one of the pre-tournament favourites. Yeah. Um, and they came out and did their job. And they were really fueled by guys that have managed to spend a bit of time in Australia. Butler and Hales and, and Livingston and those guys have, yeah. have all done jobs out here for Australia and, and, and they did an excellent job. And that was with you know Joffre Archer not being available, with uh, Topley going down at the beginning of the tournament. Um, so, yeah, well done to England, as much as it pains me to say it. And uh, look out for 2023 and 2024 because we are coming Dun, 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 dun. And we, we hope so anyway. <laughs> Got it! Patrick, slow ball, beautifully bowled. Well, this 
segment, we're going to talk about something that has been near and dear to my heart ever since, I believe it was episode 9 or 10. I'd have to go back and find the list. It's been a while ago. It's a while ago that I had with Scotty. And it was an episode called If I Were King for a Day. And one of the things that I spoke about in that was that I think that the ICC needs to make a more engaged effort in, in expanding the game in the United States. Uh, because as we talked about earlier at the top, the United States is such a massive potential for growth in any sports market. I mean, you know, soccer is not a wholly embraced sport in the United States. It's not one of the four major sports. It's a it's a niche sport even in the United States, and it is like we said, it has made enough money that they can attract a player of of Lionel Messi's character. And it, no one goes and plays professional soccer just out of the goodness of their hearts. He's coming on coin. It may not necessarily be the coin he was getting at the peak of his powers, but it's still going to be a big, big dollar tag. And this this sport has gone from being this niche, we don't play that pansy football, we play manly American football. Um, and it has now got enough of a following. The league has now sustained itself after a while that it can fork out the massive, massive dollars to attract and those the players. Expa- the expansion that Major League Soccer has gone through rivals any comparable sporting code anywhere in the world over the last 15 years. You've, you've had guys, I mean, just the playing list of the guys who've gone there, albeit some of them at the end of their careers, but we're talking about guys like Thierry Henry, World Cup winner, um, David Silver, World Cup winner. Um, David Beckham was another one. He David, was one of the, Be- David the Beckham was the, was the pioneer. He's actually now the owner of Inter Miami, which is the team that he's going after. Um, like, Lionel Messi. Yeah, yeah. So, so they have a massive they have a massive scope for growth in an awful lot of sports that you don't yeah. traditionally associate with America. And, and cricket is the most followed sport after soccer. Now, I'll, admittedly, their numbers primarily come from. Southeast Asia in terms of pure numbers, where there is obviously a much bigger following in Europe who would be taking interest in the in the Major League Soccer. But if, if if cricket even emulates Major League Soccer a little bit and taps into that market, especially with the growth of the game at the moment with the Netherlands and Ireland and all these yeah. Namibia and things like that all coming through, and in America can tap onto that growth and, it, and like you said, if it if it manages to catch the eye of the the corporate market in the United States and gets a not only the influx of IPL money, which we're yeah. assuming is coming through because the Kolkata Knight Riders is um, have already, already in, this, involved yes. in this, but if it gets more, the room for growth is so exponential it's not funny. I actually, I don't, just a little bit of a segue here, I'm really fascinated by the whole Kolkata Knight Riders franchise things that they've got going on. This guy must be really a cricket lover and like obviously a shrewd businessman as well. But he is expanding his global cricket brand exponentially, and it's taking the rest of the IPL with it. I mean, you look at it now with the um, the UAE and the South African one. Yeah, they're all they're all IPL, IPL franchises. franchises. They're yeah. they're named after the IPL franchise, which I think is a little disheartening because I think it would have been nice to see some. Um, South like, African and, and 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 United Arab Emirates flavors to their teams rather than just being you know like the offshoots of the yeah, Colorado Knight Riders, you know like the Johannesburg whatever. Sunrises or Sunrises Cape Town, whatever it is. Yeah. But, but what it is is that that branding that you see because yeah. Kolkata was the first one to do it. They went in the – was it? The CPL, I think it was. Who was it? Was that Trinidad and Tobago, Knight Riders? Yeah. Is that who they are? Yeah. Um, and that's come along with that. And I imagine that they'll be looking to probably go and get more investors into American cricket that way. Yeah. But like I said, we've been talking about that now for well over – 
probably well close to two years almost since I've made that, and now it's starting to take fruition. Uh, Major League Cricket is a thing. Yeah, um, they actually exist, people. Go onto the internet and Google. Don't Google MLC. It's <laughs> <laughs> an insurance company, which I just found out. Go, actually type in Major League Cricket, and it will take you to the ESPN Crick Info and a couple of other pages and read it. It's very, very, very exciting for our game. So it started off, they've um, re- per- they, they, uh, the cricket uh, company there purchased uh, an ex-baseball stadium in, in Texas, and yep. it is now being turned into sort of the home of cricket there. Yep. Um, and from there, it's grown. So they've had minor league cricket going now. I think it's about to start its third yep. rendition. And, and it's, been, and each and year it's had season. exponential yep. growth yep. from season to season. Um Admittedly, the uh, there's a, a little bit of amateurism in the first season in terms of how the games were were broadcast, um, but the quality of what you actually watched was, was very very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure everyone's seen those European cricket league things yeah, that have come it's up. Not, it's not like that. It's it's much better than that. Yeah, it's much better standard than that. Um, and, and really fun to watch, and had some pretty interesting names. Corey Anderson, who's a three. Format player or former three yeah. format player for New Zealand was there, and I believe um, he's still the holder of the fastest one day international hundred in history. I believe so. I'd have to check my stats on that one. Yeah. Um, Ukmat Chand, who was the uh, former under 19s captain, Indian, of, in- captain of, India. of India, yeah, all sorts of big things coming out of here. He's played a season in the BBL, um, yeah. and he's been out there. I think he's for two years running. He's been the leading run scorer for the tournament. So there's some there's some names. Uh, Raheem Cornwall scored a, a double hundred over in the the minor that, league. That's cricket. pretty impressive. Even like you think about that, he made two hundred in a twenty over game. Yeah, he made he, ten he, runs and over by himself. <laughs> so now they've gone through and it looked and they, they've set up six franchises yeah. and, and they're the, in big. They're in big cities. Big, too. yeah, big. We're markets. not talking like. Little obscure, you know, like minor league baseball sort of towns. We've got New York, we've got Philadelphia, I'm pretty no, sure. So, New York, Los Angeles, yeah. Washington, D.C., Dallas, Seattle, and San Francisco. That's it. Um, and so, their, their, their aim is to put on one of these CPL, IPL, BBL, um, PSL style tournaments. Yeah. They're going to um, play it from – they've announced that the start date will be the 13th of July, 2023. Yeah. And um, it's going to be broadcast on ESPN. Oh, excellent. I was trying to find out where it's going to be broadcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm, I was – I can't remember the, what I was looking at earlier, but I'm sure that it's been picked up by ESPN. I'll be on one of their minor channels, mm. but it's on ESPN. So people. as long as I can find it somewhere to yeah, watch it, we don't care. Um, and yeah, it's just a ama- it's it's amazing thing for for American cricket because what they'll do is they'll get that out in time. Well, I get it out before they host the World Cup in 2024. They, I'm not sure of the dates, but I would imagine they'd almost get two yeah two seasons out before they host the T20 uh-huh. World Cup. And look, there's a big Southeast Asian and there's a big Caribbean and basically America is a melting pot. There's interest from a lot of people who immigrated to America or put roots down in America who come from cricket-loving from the Commonwealth, basically. Mm. Anywhere you go in the Commonwealth will be considered to be a cricket-loving nation, I would Maybe a bit of a generalisation, but at some level there'll be a, a core love of cricket in, in that country. Those people immigrate. They take their loves with them. I mean, and we've already seen it in in just the minor, minor league stuff that they're seeing. 
of the Americans. You look at who's playing the game. At the moment, it's predominantly Southeast Asians, Indians, Pakistanis, blah, 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 blah. But More people of that heritage. Oh, people of that heritage. But over a period of time, I mean, the scope is enormous where you could be tapping into guys who didn't make Major League Baseball and got wonderful arms and then hit the ball 150 metres. You know what I mean? The, 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 the potential for growth within America is just so enormous and, for, for cricket. And it's now they're making those steps. They've got this big marquee, yeah. big dollar tournament coming yeah. out in really big centres. Like these aren't like they're not obscure, yeah. like, you know, small towns. These are big, big centres. They're big markets. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and they've got the potential and the, you know, yeah, keep making some money. And all of a sudden you could have a tournament that rivals the, the IPL and you're yeah. going to have people like. You know, your Pat Cummins, or you're going to have your Shaheen Shah Afridis, or you're going to have, well, you're not going to have your, your Indians because they don't go anywhere but India, yeah. but, you know, those, those you know, Joss Butlers, Johnny Bairstows, yeah. um, Trent Bolts, all those guys, be, that's another avenue for them to play, which then raises the, the interest of cricket. The st- yeah. and all of these things are designed also to help develop from the ground up. So more interest in cricket, more developing their own native stars to come through. Uh-huh. Um, and then, and, um, I can't remember who I was reading it from. I think it might have been Ukmat Chand actually was saying it, that America has such a fantastic infrastructure for developing of young athletes oh, absolutely. with their collegiate system. And yeah. if they can organise a, a, a nationwide collegiate competition yeah. where they you start you know you start coming to you know UCLA yeah. on a on, on a, a cricket, cricket scholarship, co- scholarship yeah. and 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 then building that that way, then these schools are now out trying to recruit, you know, you know, high school baseballers that might not have made a, a college scholarship, um, mm. or even high school cricketers if it manages to get through that market, you yeah. bring them through, and it just it, there's oh well, it, imagine it's if like cricket a, got so popular it's like in America a, they played it in high school. Sport in America is like a boulder at the top of the hill. Once it gets yeah. going, it will be very difficult to stop. Yeah. And I think that there is enough interest and enough backing that it's going to be almost too big to fail. I mean, you look at the minor league cricket, which is mm-hmm. not backed by any magic, you know, you know, there's no IPL money or anything in that right. way, and it's already made substantial increases from season one to season two. Yeah, and that's that's one season. Yeah. Where, where, where people and are going, oh, look at this, and then we'll go and have a go next season. That's just the interest in that. And then once you start getting, you know, like we said, the Cold Cutter Knight Riders group are already involved. You get some big backers in there and you attract some names and have a really successful tournament. You know, yeah. if that's going to be, if if the, the, the little coverage, the, well, the comparatively little coverage that the, the um, minor league cricket got yeah. um, and it had made that amount of improvement from season one to season two and then you'd imagine again from season three, if that sort of momentum carries through to, to major league cricket, like yeah. I said, that boulder at the top of the hill, it's just its just going to go and you're not going to stop it. Yeah, and but, I mean, it would be exciting if they did get the two seasons in before the World Cup turns up. So you've got a following there. You're going to have it on TV. And the, the sky is really the limit. Because, I mean, the thing is, too, it's, it could be, it's going to be a southern United States game, I would suggest. It's probably going to be a little bit cold in places a little bit further up to, to play it. Like, I know we're up in New York and stuff like that. Well, if it's in, the, if it's in their can... summer, I mean, they managed to play baseball all through, like, Seattle and New York, you would say. They're the two most northerly. Yeah, they're um, the two northerly. And they managed ones. to quite happily play baseball yeah. in, in those cities. So I don't imagine it might be a bit brisk at points potentially, yeah. but I imagine it'll be – someone on the podcast might be able to let us know what summer's like in um, Seattle and, and uh, in New York yeah. and – 
I mean, this is all this is all speculation. Obviously, I have no clue of what it's actually like over there, other than I know that summertime. But I would have just thought the the northern part of the northern hemisphere is probably not the ideal place to be playing cricket. But hell, they play cricket well, in Nepal. They've got they've got, so, um, well, they've got cricket in Iceland as well. <laughs> I love the Iceland <laughs> Iceland fa- uh, Twitter page. Those yeah. guys are great. If you don't follow them on Twitter and you're on Twitter, follow the Iceland cricket Twitter page. There, they're a great. Great bunch of guys. Whoever the inside of their social media is fantastic. Um, so uh, I thought we'd have a, a bit of a fun experiment before we, we got off because the, one of the posts that they made, the Major League Cricket uh, made before today, was obviously the announcement of the tournament's going to be starting on July 13th, 2023. They announced the, the cities that were going to be involved and then made a suggestion, you know, throw some team name suggestions. So um, as a big fan of, of American cricket, being you know building American cricket and making sure that it gets as, as as good as it can be. I've come up with some names. Did you ever time any times I come up with some names? Not really, but I'm looking at the names now, and I'm going to fly by the suit of my pants. Here. Oh, cool! I like this. Okay, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. So you can start off. All right. So okay, uh, so you start off with New York. So my my New York team. I went with the New York Empire. Okay. Well, that's very. Yeah, that's. Very... I, I like that because it's you know it's you know yeah. menacing and stuff, but it's also actually a a, a, a reference to a, a famous New York landmark. So it's sort of, of so you know. So yeah, I mean, you, you combine, you get got all the good things in there happening. I'm going to go with the New York moguls. Oh yep, New York moguls. Cool. Yes, Donald Trump, <laughs> George Steinbrenner, etc., etc. Those type of people. So yeah, it's a bit tongue in cheek, but I'm going to go with the New York moguls. Um, we'll go Los Angeles next. I mean, it's not really one we need to guess. We know from the reports that this team is going to be the Los Angeles Knight Riders. So that's yeah. a nice, easy one. So, yeah, that makes sense. Go the Knight Riders, guys. Yeah, cool. Um, I wonder if they'll have Kit as their logo. You know, Kit, the oh. car, <laughs> yeah. the Knight Rider. A Trans Am. <laughs> yep. A Trans Am that talk to you. Because uh, the Kolkata Knight, it's a such a it's a rearing horse, isn't it? The yes. like a black and gold, yeah, black like horse with gold yeah. trim or something like yeah, that. Something like that. Um, but yeah, that'd make an American twist on it, isn't? Rather than having the, <laughs> the rearing horse, your Los Angeles Knight Riders yeah. are uh, you know a Pontiac. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe we should get in touch with them and go do this instead. It'll be yeah. red. Yeah. Um, Washington. I I went with the Washington Crusaders. I've always been a big fan of any team. Name, like like the name Crusaders, yeah. so there's well, no real reason for it. I just like the name. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go down that path too, and I'm going to go with the Washington Cavaliers. Washington Cavaliers. The Washington yep. Cavaliers. Because uh, I mean, Washington himself was a bit of a cavalier. He was a horse-bound general who led his troops in the battle. Yeah. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, I went just a, I went da- for Dallas. I went just a bit of alliteration with this one because we all like teams that have a bit of alliteration. So I went the Dallas Dragons. Mm, dragons. I'm gonna go with the Dallas Texans. Dallas Texans. Yeah. You know, I know, a, you I know, know there's a sporting team called the Texans. Yeah, Houston. The Houston, Houston Texans. Texan. Well, they um, NFL. NFL. Yeah. Actually, we'll get away from that because we don't want to be tagging up with the with the NFL. Like, don't I, go I, Cowboys because that's also yeah, NFL. Yeah, no, that's also NFL. So we'll go with the Dallas Diamonds. Dallas Diamonds. Cool. Alliteration. Yeah. What about the Dallas Speed Demons? Because, you know, pace bowling. 
No, Demon. No, okay. Right. No, no, cool. <laughs> no. Dallas Diamonds. Dallas Diamonds. Dallas Dragons. Yeah. Um, Seattle next. Uh, I wanted to make uh, sort of this one cricket related, but I also wanted to play off uh, our, our beloved NBA team that used to be in Seattle and no longer is. So the, the NBA team used to be called the Seattle so, Supersonics. Supersonics. Yeah. Um, I remember we were, the Supersonics. They were a great team, actually. And, uh, and um, Sean Kemp used to play he for did. He yeah. did. Well done. Well yeah. done. Um, so I wanted to sort of make a fun twist on that and make it cricket related. So I went the Seattle Super Sixes. I like that. Because, you know, hitting sixes in cricket. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking something like the Seattle Blaze. Yeah, cool. Yeah, something like that. All the well, I always talk about when you you know you're just swinging the bat, you're blazing away. Yeah, so. the, the Seattle Blaze. And for San Francisco, I wanted to make another cricket one. I also went with alliteration as well, so I went the San Francisco Strikers. I like it. What about the San Francisco Wayfarers? Wayfarers? Yeah. Cool. Beside yeah. the ocean? Yep, yep. Yeah. I like that. Bringing cricket from across the sea? Yeah. All right. I might have to post this up to the... Uh, now, this to the, has got to go on our socials. Yeah. yeah. Put this on the uh, on our uh, social media page and, and tag the Major League Cricket and see what they reckon. <laughs> you know, cool. I reckon some of them are good. I reckon, you know, take them, please. Yeah, they, they've got to be on Twitter. You know, and if you end up picking one of our names, just, um, you know, maybe some tickets. Yeah, you know? or a check. No, oh, no, not a check. We don't need that. We're happy to give out our... Uh... No, we want a check. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd settle for a couple of, like... Or kit. How about just kit? Yeah, send us some, send us kit. some kit. We'll, we'll, we'll wear the crap out of it. Right? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited about that because, yeah, I've been talking this up for 120 episodes, on and off. Not every episode, but every time I get a chance to sit down and talk about yeah. it, I'll talk about... You know, you know, building American cricket and, and making the effort to to put some resources in there, and uh, it looks like that's the case. I mean, they're 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 now pushing really hard to qualify for the, for these tournaments. I mean, they weren't that far away from qualifying. They had a competition against Zimbabwe and stuff, and they they were doing really well. And obviously, Zimbabwe is a very experienced cricket nation, yeah. and I think they got undone in the semi-finals by Zimbabwe. But it wasn't a massive blowout. Just... No, I actually remember reading a bit of a blurb about it, and they were in the game until about probably the 13th or 14th over, and then they had a big collapse. Yeah, they lost a glut of wickets. They lost and... a, like a, a stack of wickets. Like we're talking four or five wickets for about one run in three overs or something, and that really yeah, cruel them. But I remember they being like they defended, they put on a relatively competitive score, and yeah, it was um yeah they they did a good job. So you can see that the 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 framework's there, and then just with some extra exposure and um, the money going into it, helped develop more young talent. I mean, you know, some especially because there's pushing now for. Uh, cricket to be in the Olympics. We all love know how Americans love to, to win medals at the Olympics. So oh, we yeah. can, um, you know, then get some funding. an Olympic get, sport. Yeah, getting it a, a, an Olympic, American Olympic team can only um, yeah. you know, help that whole you thing. Could, they could end up on a Wheaties box. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cool. So that's it. That's um, that's my, my spiel about American cricket. Very excited. So keep an eye out for it. Follow Major League Cricket. Follow Minor League Cricket as well on social media. Yeah. Just go and track them down there. Uh, Always good. They post highlights. The minor league cricket post highlights of, of what's going on, and you, you see some some pretty entertaining cricket in in all that. 
Um, and then, yeah, so Major League Cricket's just around the corner. You know, it's going to be winter here. I'm not sure when they're going to be playing, but I imagine it'll it'll fill a void when, you know, my team continues, my football team continues to lose. I can always just go, well, stuff it. I'm going to watch cricket because I can. Absolutely. Um, just before we go away from this segment, I was just looking on, on my Wikipedia page about Major League Cricket. They're already on Wikipedia. Do you know that minor league cricket, in its inaugural season, had 27 franchise-based teams. Yep. 27, and that increased to, what is it, 30-something? 30 30 Where is it? I had it here a minute ago. There's more than 30 teams playing yep. in their in their minor league. And I, I, if I remember right, I, I could be corrected, but I think the prize money almost doubled yep. um, from the next season. They had uh, broadcast rights deals and things like that. Like, you know, yeah. this, the, the momentum is there. Like I said, if you get yeah. that ball rolling in the United States, you just yeah. can't stop it. And particularly, like like I said, it looks like ESPN are going to pick up this tournament. Um, and even if it's on one of their minor channels, um, you're going to get corporates coming on board. You know, the sky is literally the limit for, for, for cricket in America. Yep. And, yeah, it, if it, just, like, it just takes just a partial share, like... Yeah, we don't, it doesn't team. need to dominate America. Yeah, it it just need... needs to get its niche. Yeah, and it'll it'll do its job. Um, very very excited. Cannot wait. Um, been hanging out for this for a couple of years now, and it looks like you know now COVID's done and all that. It's finally happening. So best of luck to everyone at Major League Cricket, and you've got a couple of fans here at Two Slips and a Gully. So we will be keenly awaiting all of the all of the announcements moving forward. And uh, yeah, give our names some thought because I reckon there's a few winners in there. All right, time for our final segment, and we're talking uh, everything Supercoach, Big Bash Supercoach related. So, as I said at the outset, Aaron is a Supercoach virgin, and we here at Two Sips of the Gully have been doing it for a few years. So, we've managed to coax him on board now. He's he's joined us full time. It's part of the gig, part of the contract stipulations. Yeah. You've got to get involved in 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 uh, Supercoach. And so, like, for those of you, we'll start right from the beginning. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's a fantasy tournament based on the Big Bash. So essentially how it works is, you know, scoring runs, taking wickets, taking catches, uh, strike rate, economy rate, all those sort of things are given a numerical value. So one point for one run, four points for a boundary, um, you know, that's four extra points. So it's you get the four runs plus four points for the boundary. You take your runs at a particular strike rate, you get a, a bonus so over, say, 125, you get a certain amount of points. Over 150, you get a certain amount of points. Wickets are worth points. Um, your economy rate's worth points. Yeah, catches are worth points. Catches are worth, are worth points. points. So basically any statistical category it looks like, and this is just, a like I said, this is a, a very um, naive observation, I guess, from from somebody who doesn't really know much about this. Um, the machinations are extraordinary. The manipulations that mm. you can do are extraordinary. And, but it's basically based on the what skill sets the players of, of, of the skill sets of the players have. So at the end of a game, though the players that happen, they get given a score, you know, depending on on what they did. Yeah. And then you're you've got each player is worth a certain amount of money. So the really really good players are worth X amount of dollars, and the the lower players are worth less. And you have a limited amount of money, and you've got to make up a team that has uh, seven batsmen, seven bowlers, and. Two wicket keepers, yeah. and you can't buy all the great players for the money you've got. And so from there, you put a team together, 
and you your players that you pick get given that score. And at the end of the round, all your scores are then added up from the players that you have available, and that gives you a score for the round. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, pretty simple. It is. It's, it's, it's very simple, and it's actually very exciting. I was um, I got scolded the other day because I was sitting at the dinner table doing it yeah. um, while you fam- are, fam- the, the family were talking about life in general. And you I are not there. the first super yeah. coacher in history to and delve into their uh, into their team while the family are doing something. Yeah, you will so, not be the last. And but the problem is with my family, I have nobody to bounce anything off. Okay, <laughs> so like my son. Has a very, very passing interest in cricket. Like he will sit down and watch it for five minutes with me occasionally. Um, my older, my second oldest boy, he knows a little bit more about cricket, but this we have no idea about this. So um, I have nobody to bounce anything off. I can't say, well, you know, who do you think is the better wicket-keeping option this week? Is it English? Is it wage? We drop Philippi in, blah blah blah. So that's the sort of thing that you, you're starting to understand about. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that go on in preparing a super coach team. Yeah, um, and money is probably the least of the things that you need to worry about. You need to look at. I wouldn't say least, but there are other significant factors. So yeah. a big thing in this is uh, unlike anyone who might be familiar with fantasy football or things like that. Obviously, the games all take place you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, uh, big bash happens every day. Yeah. And so rounds aren't just Thursday to Sunday. There, you might have a round that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. and the next round might be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then then the next round might be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then so you've got to keep an eye on that. Um, so it's picking your players that you've got, and the because it's not a you know this is round one, this team plays this team, this play, and then you go through. You yeah. might have a round where you know the Thunder might play two twice games. twice in three days. So yeah. they, and as it is for this tournament. The Thunder have two games in round one, and they have two games in round two. Yeah. So you're and there obviously are teams that don't have two yeah. games in any round. Yeah. So and the Scorchers have a bye in the first round. So it's not just necessarily picking the best players; it's also the best players who are going available. To play. Yeah. Um, and and balancing your team like that. And so as you play, uh, if you there's a if your players do well, they will earn money. They will become more expensive. And if they do badly, they'll lose money. So the idea is to try and pick players that you know are going to be really good, give you lots of scores, but also filter in players that aren't worth as much money that you think are due for a big tournament or... Yeah. Like, or or could be a smoky. Could be a smoky. Yeah. Or play particularly well against a certain opposition. There's all of those type of matchups that you need to start looking at. They'll earn money and then you can then trade them out at their higher value to get some of your, your better players in. Yeah. Uh, so um, just to, so some points for those that do not going on. So obviously, like I said, so there's a double round in the first round that is between the Thunder, the Stars and the Strikers. They yeah. all play they all the play first twice. Um, the stars, however, have a buy in round two. So if you go two stars heavy, yeah. um, you're you, then left short. You're on, left short yeah. in round two. So you've got to, you only get three trades, I believe. So you don't want to fill your team full of stars because when you get to the next round, you won't have enough trades to then put players back into your team. Uh, also, got to remember as well that uh, all of our test players are unavailable. So David Warner is a part of Big Bash Supercoach for the first time. He um, won't be available. He's not available him, till yeah. after the New Year's test. So that's yeah. early January. Um, and, and frustratingly, 
Um, David Willey, who I had penciled in to be a player that I could have for the whole tournament, has yeah. just pulled out, very annoyed, so yeah. I had to trade him out today. And uh, Glenn Maxwell has probably ruled himself out for the yeah. whole of this well, summer. Well, so I'd not... seen the fractured leg story when I was putting together my super coach, and he was actually one of the people that I had in there because he plays for the Stars, so he's going to play in the two games in the first round. Um, he was pretty expensive. I didn't mind, though. But he, then he is, one of, he is one of the out. elite players of he, the tournament. He is not going to play in the big bash this year. No. So, yeah, so there's uh, some big names there. So, obviously, if you're looking for specific targets, uh, uh, batting-wise, I don't think you can go past uh, Alex Hales if you're looking for tips on players to pick up. Uh, Alex Hales um, is coming off a fantastic World Cup where he has been named as part of the team of the tournament. Um, He has four games in the first two rounds, and he's actually quite competitively priced for what sort of output you're getting because he's only $130,000. So... uh, I believe I went from uh, Maxwell to Hales when I found out he was injured. Yeah. Uh, Riley Rousseau, also from the Thunder as well, as a sort of a mid-rangey option. He's only $100,000, which is sort of smack bang in the middle of where so your big value players are. Uh, he had um, he scored 200s in his last six or seven T20 games. Uh, unfortunately, some of those other games he's only managed to duck, but if he gets it going, he's certainly a player that um, you're going to be... Uh, looking at as a really powerful option. Um, Trent Bolt, who showed in this World Cup that Australian conditions don't awe him at all. He's one of the more expensive players, and he's only a bowler, so he makes your side's flexibility a little bit difficult because he can't play, fit into both positions like the yeah. all-rounders. Um, but uh, I reckon he's going to be one of the players of the tournament. Oh, look, I, 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 if I was a betting man, and I'm not really, but... I wouldn't mind having a lazy 10 bucks on Trent Bolt being the leading wicket-taker in BBL this year. He's going to play a lot of games I don't, Is he home. playing the whole tournament? I don't know if he's playing I'm the whole tournament. I'm pretty sure he is because he hasn't been picked up by New Zealand for the next game. Yeah, but I'm worried about the South Africa or the UAE if he's managed to get a gig over there, which no, I haven't heard impact that. Yeah. Uh, but if he plays the whole tournament, yeah, he's going to be fantastic. Uh, not one necessarily you have to get from the get-go, but I've got him in there because I think he's really cheap for the output that he's going to be and he's not going to stay that cheap for long is Shadab Khan. Mm-hmm. The guy uh, is a fantastic ball striker. Yeah. Uh, likely going to be reasonably quietly ordered if that Hurricanes, that lineup. Yeah. Bowls very, very well. Uh, economy rate is very, very good. And yeah. at 125k, I don't think he's going to stay at that price for very I long. I actually went, I went the other way. I looked at Shadab, but I went with um, Ashraf. Yeah, he's a yeah. I, I picked him up for quite, what was it? Uh, I can't have a glass. 115,000. Um, I think he's going to be there the whole tournament. He's going to be. Yeah, that's the big thing yeah. about all he, those Pakistani players to yeah. the Hurricanes. They're going to be there. That's the what was time. really attractive to me. I um I thought you know because they specifically. I mean, you look at what the Hurricanes did. They specifically targeted these guys because they're going to be here for the whole tournament. I think they they'll probably be amongst their best performers. Um, like I said, my I've got some guys in this team who probably you wouldn't necessarily be looking at as instant picks for your super coach team. Like I've got, um, where are we? Probably the best one would be Chris Green. Okay. Yeah, now Chris, Chris Green's a smoky. Okay. I picked him up for, I think it was like $90,000 or something like that. He can give you a bit of everything. One one nineteen. Yeah. So whatever it was, um, I basically pick him as a bowler. Because I know that 
he's going to get a bowl. If he picks up a wicket or two, he's probably not going to go for too many runs, and he's going to give you some runs. He's a handy option up up front, being a Thunder player. Yeah. He's never been a he's never been a dominant force in in SuperCoach, but he's conveniently priced and has yeah. four games in the first two rounds. So yeah. if he manages to get even one big game yeah. out of those four, yeah. his value will tick over enough that you can then make a trade to yeah. a and to you... a more substantial player. But yeah. um, it's a it's a smart sort of budget pick if he you know yeah. gets a three or four. Wicket game anywhere, or you know, you know well, I think that I think, runs, I think that's catch. probably where I've um, erred a little bit on on the conservative side. Is I haven't spent as lot as much money as I probably could have. Um, I'm just looking at my team now. I do have a couple of changes to make, and the first one will be Rashid Khan. Yeah, you need to. I don't need care. to find a way to yeah. start with Rashid yeah, Khan. Yeah, he's, he's got a double first yeah. up. And he's he's a star, okay? You don't care what you're paying for him. I mean, I've got enough money in the bank to comfortably afford him, even trading out one of my bowls. My smokey, actually, in all of this are guys like, I've actually got two of them. So you've got Mackenzie Harvey from the Renegades. I've always liked the way the guy goes about his business with the bat, and he's an excellent fielder as well. And Liam Hatcher from the Stars. Yeah, they're... um... They're two guys that, uh, what, especially Mackenzie Harvey, that are prime for a big tournament. Yeah. Mackenzie Harvey's been promising a lot for a while. Yeah. Um, another player that's been promising a lot for a while um, is uh, uh, Max Bryant from the Thunder. I yeah, reckon he's a he, player. He actually, he had a really good game in the one-day game for them. Uh, for the balls the other day, he got if, forty odd off about twenty nine balls and got him home. Yeah, and he yeah he's he's looked like he should be a guy that will. Yeah, um, he looks like a, he should be a first choice, but he got didn't he get cut by the heat? No, he's still he's, he's still, still at the heat. Um, he's so he's ninety five and a half thousand dollars, and um, yeah, so he hasn't got a particularly friendly schedule. What have we got? So actually, no, he's got a double in. He's got a buy in round two and then a double in round three. So I would be very, very tempted. Um, he's going to be somebody you certainly yeah, be looking to trade in to trade in for yeah. round three because I, you know, he's got one game against the Renegades there, so his prices are probably going to change too much. I mean, he's got a break even of thirty three. So yeah. um, yeah. that's actually been interesting. I've been going through because look, I'm looking at you know touching buttons and going to all these things and, and the breakdown of how they give you this. This is what we expect him to get. And the super coach alerts I find are interesting as well. They, they, they're very relevant. They come up, oh, you pick this guy. Well, he does really well against those guys. Or no, you pick this guy. He doesn't do really well against those guys. Yeah. That's a really interesting thing. It saves you having to go and look at the statistics itself, as you know, as long as that's credible. Yeah, then it's, that, it, and it's uh, just it, it's just pure. It's just it's pure just spitting out statistics yeah. at you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but with um, yeah, I reckon he's primed for a really, really big tournament. Really big tournament, Max Bryant. You know, so he's got a one game against the Renegades. You can have a bit of a look at him, see how the the, the Heat are using him. Then a double, yeah. and then oh, look, I think you've got to open with him, don't you? Ah, uh, yeah, I'd imagine so. You'd have to be somewhere near the top, especially yeah. with Kawaja leaving. That's no, no. Kawaja's back. Get the heat. He left the Thunder for the heat, so that yeah. might shuffle him down the order uh, a little bit. But no, sorry, Kawaja's not going to be there. He's in the Test squad, so yeah, yeah he's he, not going to be there. And, it, and what's happened with Chris Lynn? And who's picked him up? The uh, strikers have yeah. got him. So I've got Chris Lynn, and I, you know, Chris Lynn's one of those guys that I always go, "I'm not going to pick him. I won't do it. He always lets me down." And, and then, then I pick him. And then I pick him. Yeah. Um, but he's relatively cheap, just a tick over 100k, and he's got a double in the first round. And if yeah. he goes off for one of those games, then it yeah. makes me makes me dollars. 
Um, so well, yeah. that, that's what I'm, I'm basically doing because I've actually still got Warner in my batsman, and he's going to get traded out for Chris Lynn for the first two rounds. Oh, um, so for those of you that might be looking for just some tips and hints, obviously I have no idea how the teams are going to line up at this point because no one knows. But uh, Corey Roccicelli, I think that's how you say him. Ro- yeah, yeah. I, I, he's been doing some pretty good stuff in uh, domestic cricket. Yeah, might be in, especially in a. In a um, in a renegade side that's probably not really up to scratch yet, and that bottom bottom dollar, he could be a guy to keep an eye on as a, as a smoky. So if he's named, especially if he's named in their their run on side, um, would be a guy that's definitely worth looking at. Will Sutherland is a player that is promised a lot for a long time, but is you know he's he scored a hundred. Um, and taking a bag full of wickets for various instances yeah. for Victoria this year. I think year. he's actually been really impressive this year in, in both formats, in the one-day and in the four-day games. So long as they're not trying to use him as a death bowler, I think no, he'll... No, he, um, he's too much length. He'll he'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, is is Harul Huck Navid, which was one of the, um, the draft choices yeah. by the Sydney Sixers, uh, I had a little bit of a look into him, and he's only played, uh, I think it's 12 matches in the Afghanistan T20 competition. Uh-huh. Um, has fairly impressive figures. Yeah. Um, and you've got to think that they've seen something that the Sixers have liked because you're oh, not going to sure. waste a draft pick on him if you're not going to use him. So he could be a guy to keep an eye on. If he's getting named in sides at $62,000, he is very, very cheap. Um, would be a guy that you definitely park on your bench and try and earn some money that way. Mm-hmm. Um, don't necessarily need to pick him up straight away, especially because um, the Scorchers have a buy. But Lance Morris is another one I'd be very interested in looking at. He's had a fantastic start. Is to he going to get a run with the Scorchers? I don't know, and that's what you want to look at. I mean, they've got uh, Berendorf, they've got yeah. Richardson, they've got AJ Ty, they've got yeah. Tymel Mills. There's a lot of bowlers there, but I tell you what, if Lance Morris is picked, I am trying to find a way to get him to the side because I did, the guy I did, looks he, fantastic. He actually reminds me an awful lot of um, Nokia. Yeah, yeah, real... Um, real raw, balls, just thunders just, in, real sort of weird-looking action, but jeezy, let's go. Um, for the same reason that I talked about Naveed, uh, Todd Murphy is another one. He's coming along as a... Has um, he been picked up by anyone? He's in the Sixers squad. Uh, okay. I'd imagine he'd be behind O'Keefe, so yeah. probably not a lot of calling. But, yeah, again, if he's a guy that's going to get a consistent spot, he'd be certainly looking that way. Um yeah, Jimmy Pearson is a cheap option at wicketkeeper because we don't know how the, the, the heat are going to be rolling out and he managers always seem to find just a bit of... He's, maybe the heat double in the th- round three yeah. is a cheap option to get in to sort of boost the points. He's an excellent player, isn't he? He if, really is a quality player. For all of you super coaches out there, if, if Marcus Stoinis doesn't have 100% selection rate in teams for round one, then I don't know what you're doing. The... Uh, he's bowling again. He just scored the fastest T20 international 100 by an Australian. He'll be back at the top of the order for the Stars, you'd imagine, facing a lot of cricket balls, and he's only $83,000. It would have to be, for a, for a round one double, if you haven't got Marcus Stoinis in your side, you're, you're not playing the game properly. You just, it's... Well, Ridiculous. I just sat here and swapped out Mac Harvey for him. So, no, yeah. no, you, you want it if you, you... No, Mac Harvey will come back in. But Stoinis has got two games in the first round. Yeah. And uh, the last sub-100 one that I want to talk about, because I could talk about great players that are potentially there all night long, but we haven't got all night. So the one that the other one that I want to talk about is sub-100,000 that it would be a good one to have. 
uh, at some point in the tournament, not necessarily straight away with all of the doubles, but keep an eye on Caleb Jewell from the from yeah, the we Hurricanes. Were, we were talking about him the other day. He's, he's really starting to come on as a as an all-round player, isn't he? He's making runs in first-class cricket. He's making, making runs, runs in Monday the, the Marsh Cup stuff. Um, and he's a guy as well that's had a couple of innings here and there for the Hurricanes where you're just like, this, kid, this kid's got it. it screams potential, and, doesn't um, he? Yeah, and he's starting to look like he's, he's putting it all together. So he could be another one that's... Uh, that you're really looking at, and at the other end of the spectrum, the you know the, the gun players you want to bring in. Um, well, round one buy, so you're not going to go there. But Mitch Marsh, you know, two hundred and forty six thousand dollars. He is comfortably the most expensive player in the game. But the first time he plays, he has a double. So round two, he's in. He's got a double game round. And um, he's going to open, or he's going to bat at three. Oh, imagine he'd bat at three. Yeah. He'll probably bowl. And um, so he's got two in round two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then a, a double in round nine. So you'd almost you'd get him in in and you, round and you two, can, and, you and you just leave him, him there. there. Yeah. Um. You know, Ben McDermott. He's he's strung together a couple of really good seasons in a row now. Yeah. Um. You've got to imagine he's probably going to be one of the best ones there. He's the next most expensive. The thing is with him though, you don't have um, him. He doesn't play a double until round eight. Yeah. So just keep an eye on him. He might not necessarily be one you have his to start. Perfor- his performances, though, in in the individual rounds, if he has a good season, that's not really going to make an awful lot of difference. He's going to he's going to his value is going to go through the roof. Yeah, uh, Matt Short is an interesting one. He's the most expensive oh. striker, and I'm sure we'll gather a lot of interest yeah. um, for for round one. But he's coming off a career year, so I think he's probably a bit overpriced. Yeah. To be honest, at 197, and he's only had really one. I traded him out because I'm probably on about the fourth edition of my team now, and I actually had him to start <laughs> oh, with. Oh, look at that. He's learning already. <laughs> but I, I thought he was a little bit overpriced because I felt the same way. He's had one good season, um, and he, he's really in a position where his value is more likely to go down than what it is to go up. Um, it'd be, you know, it's, you've got a double, so if you've got the money to, to, to go there, six, you've got the two Sydney teams first up, uh, and then he plays Everett two, three, four, and then has a buy in round five. So, um, and then after that, I don't think he's got any more. Six, seven, eight, nine, and then a double in round nine. So you'd be, you'd be having a look at him and see how he goes. I'm, I'm personally not going there because I'm always hesitant to go and get players after career years yeah. that sort of come out. But, that being said, he's going to bat somewhere near the top of the order, especially with um, Carey and Head being being yeah. out for the strikers. Yeah. So if he's if he's locked into some sort of top order spot, and you know he's going to get plenty of overs, yeah, he, he might be worth a punt. But uh, we'll just be, I'd be I, hesitant. Yeah, to think. Two, nearly two hundred thousand dollars. I thought that was too much for a guy who is, for all intents and purposes, really an unproved. Yeah. And around that price mark, you've got players that are, uh, you know, that are also playing doubles that are, um, uh, you know, they've proven their quality. So you've got uh, Trent Bolt. You yeah. know he's going to be a gun because yeah. he's an international gun. Oh, look, he was one of the first guys I think. Um, Rashid Khan Rashid has got Khan, the pedigree. Yeah. Daniel Sams, he's a guy for the Thunder who has performed big for, for yeah. a number of years. Yeah. Josh Phillippe, he's... Um, you know, he's only a batsman, yes, but uh, he's also thirty, almost thirty thousand dollars cheaper. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's not saying don't go there. 
Um, it's the same reason I haven't gone with Hayden Kerr because he's coming off a career year. Yeah. Um, not quite as the, the outlay that you're going to have for – he's only at 150. He's one that I'll certainly be keeping a very, very close eye on, but because I rate the guy oh, very yeah, Especially highly. depending on where he sits in the order yeah. and then um, I think how they got, use him with the yeah, ball. You've got to – look, you've certainly with the power that, oh. that he's demonstrated, and he's he, got to be batting top four. He has a round five double. Yeah. against the Melbourne Renegades. So yeah. I would be looking at that thinking that uh, if they're going to struggle the same way that we're expecting the Renegades to struggle, yeah. um, Hayden Kerr could be a big, big target for your round five window. I think it's actually going to be interesting to see, and I think we should do this um, as part of our super coaching, whatever our team is at in the round one, like yours, your team, my team, Glenn's team, we say, right, well, that's it there, and then we don't say anything about it until we get to the end of the year. And then we look and see who's actually survived in the in the team at the end of the year. Oh, I know that very few of my players. I'm a, I'm a oh, bit of a super coach veteran, so I know that they don't necessarily. Yeah, they don't necessarily well, last the full season. They might last the full season, but they might spend some time out of the team before they come back into it. So, okay. um, so like, there's an element of ruthlessness that's involved in this too. You can't really have favourite players. It's about getting performances. Well, um, which is take note, Australian cricket selectors. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a feeling that someone like um, someone like Daniel Sams may survive. I mean, he's got a double round one, double round two, doesn't play round three, but four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So if depending on who I've got, um, he may just sit on my bench for round three uh, if I can afford him and then play the rest of the tournament. But uh, I would imagine, yeah, there'd be a lot of chopping and changing. I'd say in, for Big Bash Supercoach, there's not too many players that you pick and stick and you just leave there for the for the entirety. Mm-hmm. Um, Stoyness is a guy I could potentially see being that player because he's got a round one double, then a buy round two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, double in round nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. So... He's a player that I'll miss round two, but he probably just won't earn enough money for me to trade out. So he'll probably yeah. he'll sit on the bench, and then if he continues having a big tournament, he is one that I could potentially see being a keeper the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Trent Bolt, obviously being potentially that as well. Um, I really can't. Even at this early stage, I just can't see me. There's a lot of chopping and changing yeah. to make a, yeah. a side work. I can't see that Trent Bolt's going to spend an awful lot of time on my bench, mate. Oh, if he's if he's if he's on the team, if he's, he's on your run-on side if he starts. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's interested in joining our league, I'll obviously put it up on our social media accounts, but we have a league um, where so you, we, you can... You can join. You join, you come against us and see how you go against us. Not saying that we're uh, red hot or anything like that, but uh, just for a bit of fun. I mean, I have, I've had a couple of pretty good years in BBL Supercoach. I've had some uh, pretty bad ones as well. So uh, <laughs> goes around, comes around. So um, if anyone's interested in joining the league, our league code is 197654. So you just uh, obviously download the Supercoach app, make your team, get it all saved, go to the leagues tab at the bottom, and it'll prompt you to create slash join a league. When you hit that button, it'll then ask you for a league code or then obviously give you the prompts to create your own league. Just punch in that number. One nine seven six five four, and you can so join I'm, us. I'm now here, and I'm, I'm want to enter that number. Here we go. So we'll say create re- join league. Okay, so I press that button now. All right, and so I don't. I want to join a league, and I'm going to enter in the six digit number, which was one nine seven six four five four six five four. Six five four. So I've now joined the league. 
Turn his lips in the gallery. Yes, I do want to join the league. Thank you very much. There we go. See, proof There's it works. There's two of us in there. We're not stuffing you around. That's how it works. All right, guys. So, yeah, we'll uh, want a bit of a chat about season and just update you how we're going. We'll, uh, well, I suppose, actually, before we go, we'll announce what our teams are, so what we've yeah. got so far. So I'll start with mine. So I've gone with uh, Matthew Wade as the wicketkeeper because I imagine he'll go back somewhere near the top of the order for the Hurricanes. And I've got Josh Inglis sitting on the bench. Uh, I know that Josh Inglis has got a bye first round, but uh, gives me an option to use for the loophole, and I don't. I can save myself a trade for next week to, to bring him in. Um, I've got Daniel Sams, Josh Phillippe, Alex Hales, Chris Lynn, and Riley Russo as my batsmen with Tim David and Cooper Connolly on the bench. Cooper Connolly's just a, a nuffy there to save me some dollars. I've got Rashid Khan, Trent Bolt, Shadab Khan, Adam Zamba, and Marcus Stoinis as my bowlers. And I've got Joel Paris and Will Sutherland currently on the bench for uh, my bowlers. And I'm sure that team will look very different when I get to round one, as all super coach teams do, because it looked very different this morning when I was planning this segment. <laughs> I was just so. about to say, my um, my team's changed appreciably from the one that I showed you yesterday. <laughs> so, anyway, my team. Um, so I um, I've gone basically along the same lines with you. I've got Josh Inglis as my wicketkeeper, and I've got Matthew Wade as the reserves. They'll be swapped out at some stage. Um, my batsmen are Farou Mashraf. Um, Riley Rousseau, James Vince. I've always had a soft spot for James Vince. He's always performed very well for the for the Sixers. So, yeah, I, Tim David and Marcus Stoinis. On the bench? Um, on the bench, I have Ashton Turner and Mac Harvey. Mm-hmm. And then my five bowlers are Trent Bolt, Chris Green, Michael Nisa, Liam Hatcher, and Rashid Khan. And on the bench, I have Ismail Haq and Naveed. And oh, I can't quite see his name. Where is it? Ruwafla Kelapofa from the Renegades. Oh, you just got a nice cheap guy at the bottom? Yeah, a very nice and cheap guy. He picked him up for $42,000. Bottom dollar. <laughs> bottom dollar. So, so um, um, we were talking about this previously about how you have bargain basement posters so you can like sort of swap them in and out and give them captain's tags and all sorts of stuff so um, I'll be interested oh, he's in, your nuffy right he's, he's nuffy. your loophole nuffy I introduced nuffy. Um, Aaron to the loophole today and I'm pretty sure I saw the birds flying around his head <laughs> as I explained that to him um, so for those of you that aren't aware the, the loophole is that you, your captain obviously is a player that you, you give the captain's tag to they earn double points for the round you can also apply a vice captain so for whatever reason your captain is ruled out yeah. your vice captain will earn double points now a popular part uh, a trick that some super coach veterans will do is that they'll have two players who they think might be good captains ideas and they'll put their vice captain on the player that goes first and their captain on the player that goes second and so if the person who they th- their vice captain has a really good game um, that they that they can't go past they will then sub a, a nuffy, so a player they know is definitely not playing, on for their captain. They'll make the player who's not playing their captain, and then um, their vice captain will then immediately get the double points. So I explain the scenario for mine. I've got Daniel Sams at the moment as my vice captain because he's playing in the first game against the Melbourne Stars. I haven't actually nominated the captain, vice captain yet. I'm still toying yeah. with who I want to throw into that role. Um, I've got Rashid Khan as my captain. <laughs> 
And so my thing go wrong there. Uh, so my thing is, if Daniel Sams comes out and has an absolutely cracking game, takes a stack of wickets, scores a stack of runs, comes with a huge score, I have the option of moving Inglis to the wicket keeping position because I know that he's not going to play. I make him the captain, and then I put our emergency on Matthew Wade. So in fact, what I'll have is, um, you know, so Daniel Sams will get the captain's points. And then I actually won't miss out on Matthew Wade's points because he's the emergency and then Inglis didn't play. So just a, a little bit of a loop around. So you've got to be able to make sure that you've A, you've got a player that is unlocked that you can then sub onto um, onto the field who's not uh-huh. going to play for your captain. And your vice captain obviously needs to play before your captain does because once your vi- your captain plays, he's locked. Yeah, you, can't he's then, locked you can't then loop yeah, or anything Faces like one ball, bowls one ball, that's it. Oh, it's, it's 10 minutes before the start of the game. Oh, it's, is it? It's, that, that, yeah, oh, okay. it's named in the team and the team starts. So, it's, right, um, right. so yeah, so that's, yeah, some, well, some higher... Uh, Higher level super coaching for the for the super coach version, but I think he, no. he, he looked like after a little bit it, it clicked. So yes, I'm starting to get it. Starting to get it. I'm starting to get it. All right, well that'll bring our episode to an end. I hope you enjoyed that one. Um, like I said, congratulations to England for their World Cup victory. Um, everyone, get in touch with uh, the Major League Cricket and get behind it. I think it's going yeah. to be a fantastic watch. Get behind watch. these people. And, uh, yeah, if you want to get involved in uh, fantasy cricket, please feel free to join our Supercoach League. Just download the Supercoach app from your app store. You know, use an email, sign up, pick your team, um, and then, yeah, feel free. Use those numbers. I'll put them down on our social medias as well if you've missed them. And, and we'll um, continue over the course of the season, too, to throw in little tips and little hints and stuff like that from the more experienced super coaches that we have here on the panel. Because um, I'll be I'll be picking their brains. Be, be no doubt about that. And uh, if I fill up the league, because I've only got a certain amount of spots, uh, fear not because I will open a second one. So yes. don't worry about that. Uh, if I get to the point where I need to open a second one, there will be a new code, which I will obviously share with all of my uh, all of our audience here. So uh, until then, uh, we hope to see many of your faces and having a cr- good crack at, uh, at Big Bash Supercoach. It gives me a reason to sit down and, and watch it every night. <laughs> uh, but that'll bring our episode to an end. Uh, we've got all sorts of great things to talk about in the next week. We've got a one-day international series against England that is starting tomorrow. tomorrow, Uh, We've got so much more domestic cricket. Like we said, Henry Hunt managed to score his first list A100. So many good things happening. So uh, until then, bye for now. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.